0: Seen on Food Network, ABC, and NBC, Chef Bay is an LA-based private chef. From celebrity private clients to Fortune 500 companies, Chef Bay caters to all allergens and dietary restrictions, including gluten-free, dairy-free, and refined sugar-free. She breaks the traditional allergy-friendly food stigma with delicious, elegant, and viral recipes that are not a compromise on plate-licking taste photo ready appearance or social media worthy fun. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lady Empire. We have Chef Bay in the house, or should I say in the kitchen. Um Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to speak with you today.
1: Yay. This is so great. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to uh, get into all the topics.
0: Absolutely. So let's just first start with you telling us a little bit about um, your background. Where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about your childhood.
1: Yeah. So uh, I am a currently a private chef in Los Angeles. I cater to mostly high-profile and celebrity clientele, which is always a fun adventure. Every day is different. And uh, I cater to dietary needs and restrictions is kind of my shtick. So the gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, very much LA clientele in a nutshell, which is really fun for me. Um, And a reason why I'm such a healthy chef is based on my upbringing. So I grew up in Longmeadow, Massachusetts, which is adjacent to Springfield, which is one of the highest food insecurity rates in the country, which means families and children don't know when their next meal is coming. Uh, This rate was about 30%, still is about 30% for families and children in terms of food insecurity. So they live on school subsidized lunches and food stamps and fast food. And this has always been devastating to me. So starting at a really young age, even in middle school, through high school, I had uh, bake sales outside of my local grocery store and would raise money for healthy kids cooking classes because even to today, I believe that healthy food should not be just a privilege for the wealthy. It should be a right for everybody. And this idea of healthy eating and the importance of a nutritious diet carried through with me uh, in New York, where I was the last several years taking private clients and doing corporate product development. I was also leading and founded a healthy kids cooking program with the Henry Street Settlement for inner city children uh, downtown in Manhattan. And uh, this past year I moved to LA and I'm looking to start another similar program. So healthy eating, I'm and the idea that healthy food can be affordable and also does not need to be bland and tasteless are, I, uh, just things I, I truly believe in, really close to home, close to my heart, and I, everyone should have access to a healthy diet.
0: Wow, I had no idea um, that you did all of this and that you were involved with this. This is super fascinating. Thank you. Um, so. I mean, where did you sort of get your passion for cooking? Did you grow up, you know, making your own recipes or cooking with your parents or your grandmother or anyone, you know, that you looked up to? Where did you sort of develop this love for cooking?
1: My love for cooking? Well, my great-grandmother was apparently an amazing baker, so I definitely get my love of food from her. She passed away when I was one, but I was named after her since my middle name is Ruth. Um... But I also grew up in an allergy household. My mom is gluten-free and dairy-free. My brother is allergic to peanuts and peas. Um, I'm allergic to soy. My sister is allergies. My dad is allergies. So really experimenting in the kitchen. And this was almost 30 years ago when a lot of these gluten-free, vegan, dairy-free companies didn't exist. And the allergy-friendly food market isn't where it, what is where it is today. So I would get in the kitchen and create recipes that my whole family can eat and find really innovative ways to make food delicious that my whole family could enjoy no matter what they couldn't eat. Um, And I knew I loved being in the kitchen. I loved being creative. It was my creative outlet. I loved product development, but I never wanted to work in a restaurant. I didn't want to work in hotel hospitality. Um, And I knew I wanted my own company one day and I didn't really know what that would entail. I knew I loved food. So I went to undergrad, uh, at Syracuse university and I studied business. I got a dual degree in the business school and communication school, and then minored in food science. And as I was graduating, things like meal kit and meal delivery service companies became into existence, uh, Buzzfeed tasty mm-hmm. started. Uh, and I was some of the hands in the Buzzfeed tasty videos and food on the internet was kind of exploding and, um, I did a lot of corporate product development, which was really, really fun in a way to use my creative product development experience and passion toward healthy food products for some of the largest food companies in the world, like Nestle, and then some companies that I really thought would explode that did, like Hugh Kitchen and Simple Mills, um, working on the egg bites for Starbucks and soups for Panera Bread. And then while I was living in the city post-graduation, uh, doing this corporate product development, I was doing uh, food consulting on the side, taking uh, private clientele that had a need for uh, some kind of dietary need or restriction or just wanted to eat healthier. So I would go in and do private events. I was do doing meal prep, meal planning, uh, and that really took off, which was which still is really, really fun for me. Uh, it's so fun to just cater curated menus for my clients and 50 million Americans have dietary needs or restrictions of some sort and not a lot of chefs or people in general know how to cater to them or cook to them. Right. Um, And then I just fell in love with the private chefing world uh, and catering to different clientele and being a part of such momentous occasions in people's lives. I would do birthday celebrations and uh, weddings and bachelorette parties and being a part of these celebrations and just helping people feel their best through food is why I love doing what I do.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So talk to us about how you were in New York, um, doing tons of different, working with tons of different companies and, you know, what sort of led you to then pick up and move your business and what you love to do and bring it to LA. Um, I know, obviously you said you wanted to create a similar program that you had already created for students, um, in, in having healthy meal plans for them and, and working towards that. But, you know, how did you get to LA and start to develop a client base and get these types of clients or celebrities to trust you and allow you into their homes, right? How did you sort of establish that business?
1: Right. So when I was in New York, I I would say it's a lot of word of mouth and trust. Of course, when you get to high profile celebrity clientele or royalty, athletes. It's all about NDAs. One, it's about cooking. You really need to know what you're doing when it comes to uh, knowing nutrition, knowing macros, knowing how to cater to very, very niche diets, dietary needs, what it means to have a high protein, low inflammatory diet, for example. So really knowing the science behind food, which I studied both in undergrad and then forgot to say went to culinary school in a health supportive culinary arts program to get the official chef certification and just, I brought in my knowledge on the health food space in general as a professional in the industry. So I really was a mix of uh, having a deep rooted knowledge in uh, food trends, dietary needs, creating delicious food, no matter what the restrictions are and being familiar with that. And then also word of mouth and trust, because when you're a private chef, you're not just dropping off food I'm most of the time in someone's kitchen so I'm giving them breakfast when they're in their pajamas at the table I'm around their children right. uh, I'm I become a close part of the family with my clients I have great relationships with them I know really it takes a couple of weeks to kind of say you know what are your favorite things what do you like to eat what don't you like um, And then I get, the fun part starts when I get that culinary creative freedom to say, hey, I know you would love this based on this. Or you like this restaurant. Let me kind of show you how I can recreate this dish for you. Um, But it really is uh, word of mouth and trust when just getting these clients and maintaining them. Right, Uh, And it's a small world, honestly. Everyone knows everybody. So once you cook for somebody and they've had a great experience or... I have a private event that one of my clients hires me for, and their friends are all at the event and try my food. Then they want to bring me on for some kind of event. So in the last uh, year or so, it's definitely exploded, and some exciting things coming. So some of my clients now that I've built up a better social media presence actually want to be uh, on some of my platforms. So some exciting projects coming, and. Uh, TV appearance is coming, uh, which will be really, really fun. But right now uh, my clients know that I film. So uh, that's no secret, but I just kind of keep any any people out of it and just uh, have me in the kitchen doing my thing.
0: Oh, that's so fun. So do you ever feel like any sort of or sense of pressure, right? Like, obviously these are high profile individuals and do you feel extremely stressed or ever uncomfortable? Or do you just feel like in your space, you're working, you just are loving what you're doing. Um, do you ever go through any of those feelings? I'm just, just of, stressed, yeah, where you're like, oh, you know, this is such a high profile individual. I want to be perfect. I want to achieve exactly what they want. Or do you kind of just feel like you're in your own zone? You you got it? Like, do you ever truly like mess up or anything like that where you're just like, ah? Yes, I would
1: say I mean, <laughs> no one, no one is perfect, including myself. I definitely make my mistakes in the kitchen. I know my dishes that are really great that clients love, and I know my strong suits in the kitchen, but to be a better chef, you always want to improve and become better. So sometimes I'll get a last minute request to say recently, actually, and I posted about this, I had to make a, uh, I was trying to make a vegan meringue using aquafaba, which is the water in that, in a can of chickpeas. Once you drain it, it acts like an egg white. So oh. I was trying to play around with it and making a refined sugar-free and vegan meringue that ended up just not being good. Uh, and then my clients tried it, and they're like, eh, okay, let's you know, then I practiced, did some more R and d um, and got a, a got a better version of the meringue. So sometimes it's a learning process, but I usually have enough trust with my clientele that they give me the creative freedom to experiment in the kitchen. and then sometimes sometimes things happen, sometimes I forget things in the oven. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so it happens. I, but it's always it's always really exciting. A lot is always going on, and no days are ever the same. So, one day it's a it's a luncheon in Malibu. The next day it's I. breakfast, lunch, and dinner for another private family. Then that weekend is a, a wedding in the Palisades. So wow. uh, it's always fun. But uh, when I get to private clients and just being in their home is when I really get to try new things, try new recipes. Usually they're good, but, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But everyone is just a person. I've never had a client that's been um, anything less than lovely.
0: Oh, good. Good, good. So, can you give us sort of a day in the life? Um, you know, do they give you their credit card and you go shopping and get all these supplies and all the food? Walk us through sort of a day in the life of preparing for these events or these meals.
1: Yeah. So, sometimes I do private events or ticketed dinners, but uh, a day in the life of just taking on a private client. Uh, usually I sign on for, it could be one week, it could be a day, it could be three weeks. If a client is visiting their LA home for a few weeks at a time and they just need a private chef for the weeks, for the, for every day, for the weekend. Uh, so depending on that contract or allotted time, the average day, I uh, usually starts with going to farmer's markets and grocery stores like Air One, they should sponsor me, but they don't. Um <laughs> but usually most often these clientele don't have uh, a food budget or it's pretty high. They really care about the highest quality food possible and uh, the most nutritious food possible and the closest distance between farm to table, which is something I love. I love utilizing organic, local, farm-fresh ingredients. And out here in California, we're so lucky that we're so close to farms. So Supporting local companies, small farmers is really important. And of course, that comes at a more expensive price than just going to the average grocery store. So right. um I would go to the farmers markets really early, 5-6 a.m. when the farmers markets open and all of the chefs are there getting the best of the produce before anyone else gets to touch it. And say hi to my friends who are farmers that are, that just know me at this point, which is great. Um, And then I get the, whatever other ingredients I need. So I'll take an inventory of the house prior, if it's a new client and I'll say, what spices do they have? What have, what oils do they have? What proteins need to be utilized? What vegetables are going to be wilting? And then I'll build recipes around that and get get any supplemental uh, materials or ingredients at other grocery stores. I love Erwan. It has awesome superfoods and supplements that my clients are usually crazy about with their superfood smoothies in the morning and uh, moringa, maca powder, granola bars that I make and uh, you name it. So I usually, yeah, I don't have a food budget. I have my own daily rate or when I contract with a client and then uh, I would just invoice on top of it any I uh, ingredients with receipts. Uh, but I like doing my own grocery shopping. Sometimes I, I send in food through like an Instacart service or something like that to the house. But I really like seeing and finding my own produce. Um, and then I cook for the day. So usually when I have uh, clients for over a period of time, we'll maybe menu plan a few days at a time. So I can inventory plan and say, what would you like for lunch? And it's very much a back and forth conversation. So they'll say, I know, I'll know their dietary needs and restrictions. I'll know the foods they don't like. Do they like spicy? Do they hate blue cheese? Do they not like mushrooms and cilantro? And then I will make a suggested menu and we'll work back and forth. They'll say, you know, I'm not that into carrots, or you made this dessert that I loved. Can you make this for the next few days? Or how many courses do you want in a meal? Do you want a salad, an entree, and a dessert? How many desserts do you want a day? Do you want snacks? How would you like it plated? Would you like it just simply plated individually? Would you like it family style? Would you like a buffet? Would you like me just leaving food out that self-serve all day? Um, so I narrow down on that menu and then also the times they want to eat. Uh, but usually if they bring me on for the day, I'm, I'm there all day. So pretty flexible for uh, whatever they want to eat, but I stay busy. I'm practicing different recipes. I'm making different desserts. I'm meal prepping something for the following day. Um, I, I also control my own schedule. So if I'm full-time with a client for several weeks and I have an appointment or I have a day off, I will uh, make sure to meal prep those meals the day before uh, and have it ready for maybe a housekeeper or a butler to put into the oven for me um or i will hire one of my sous chefs or one of my chefs under me to just come in and uh take it over for the day uh for my private events company in the kitchen with chef bay for private events normally it's just me going into a private home or my private client's homes but then i do larger scale events to which i have the most amazing Chef Bay team of a head of operations. We have bartenders, servers, event planners, florists uh, that are absolutely wonderful. So it takes a village to do these events, uh, and uh, it's uh, every day is different.
0: Yeah! Wow, this is so unbelievable. I feel like there's so much that goes into even just meals in general, let alone events. Um, And it's so interesting to learn about all the different moving parts and everything that goes into this. This is so crazy. So you've talked a little bit about Erwan. So we need to address this. I think if you don't have TikTok, if you aren't in LA, you may not even know what Erwan is. So Talk to us a little bit about Erewhon. Do you have to be a member? I feel like some people have misconceptions. It's like a high society thing. So let's clear up Erewhon here and tell us about it. Erewhon is definitely expensive. Do not get me wrong, but they have the
1: most gorgeous produce, the most niche products that are super foody and healthy and awesome from superfood drinks to powders, supplements, CMOS gel, i uh, you name it, they have it. And it's absolutely amazing, but it does come with a price tag. So I spend upwards of $1,000 a day at Air One, sometimes for clients. Um, so I walk in and everyone's like, hey, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chef A," And I'm like, hello. <laughs> I'm can. back. I'm back every day. <laughs> <laughs> while I have their concierge number, which actually exists, which is the funniest thing. Oh, uh, but they have valet parking and, uh, a sample program in a private garage that you can park in. Uh, but, uh, and it's definitely a scene. Uh, it's where a lot of the celebrities that shop for themselves will probably shop at Air One. Uh, it's a culture in itself. Uh, they're, Amazing smoothies and drinks and hot food. And honestly, they should sponsor me. Everyone thinks they sponsor me. So they go hashtag ad when they're making jokes on my social media and they don't. Honestly, yeah. I should at least get merch, maybe a sweatshirt. Yeah. Come um, I on. call myself the unofficial, official mayor of Erwan. They've yet to confirm it, but I know it's a position that they need. So I'm happy to fill it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Erwan, come on. If you're listening, let's go. We need Chef Bay in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly exactly um we yeah, am there at least probably uh, once a day
0: oh that's so funny that's so funny so and i want to build on this and talk about how tiktok and social media in general has just skyrocketed your career talk to us a little bit about that and why you started to use tiktok and these awesome videos to establish your career and your presence as a private chef?
1: Yeah, I think social media is such an amazing platform when you really know how to utilize it for building your brand. I, I honestly wish I started this even sooner, but people, I just thought one day, you know, this is kind of a niche job that not many people have. And if you look at the news, I was just scrolling through Snapchat and Instagram and e-news, and it's all, what are celebrities up to? What are the lives of these mega rich and famous people and athletes and what are they doing? Um, And that's all that news is. So I figured people could be really interested in what do they eat? What is it like for someone to have a private chef and housekeepers and butlers and maids and and, uh, cleaning ladies and uh, an entire staff of drivers and I, anything you may need a concierge, uh, waiting at you hand and foot and the inside life at that. Um, and I have an interesting view because of course these news outlets don't go into the homes of these, uh, these people. And while of course I keep their, uh, uh, their identity is completely private and they know that I'm doing these videos and they actually follow it and like it under other diff- secret accounts, uh, and are so entertained by it. Um, it's just a, it's just a whole new world that I have access and sharing and people just found it so interesting. So in the matter of a month, hundreds of thousands of people started following me and millions and millions of people started listening and watching my videos, which was crazy. Um, but it's just a surreal world. Um, but when I'm in it, it's, uh, of course I, everyone's just a person but they definitely have uh, extraordinary lives and they're some of the most talented incredible people i've ever met um all so nice and wonderful and uh, yeah i wish i had started filming this sooner it's uh it's a life that i've uh, a job that i've done for years so now it's fun to be able to share it with the world and I, people's comments are always fun on social media. I try to respond to them because people have so many questions down to what I, do you have to spend your own money at the grocery stores? How do you know what they want to eat? And then people try Googling celebrity kitchens to try to figure out the kitchens in the back and whose houses they are. But I no, I've even had, I've had clientele that actually, don't even have me cooking in the kitchen in their home. They have a separate home next door. They didn't want neighbors. They bought the homes around their home. And I just cook in one of the kitchens next door. So I was like, mm-hmm. you will never recognize this yeah. kitchen. Because <laughs> no one's ever cooked in it. No one's ever lived in this house. Wow. Um, uh, but yeah, people are like, oh, I-, I know that's Chrissy Teigen's kitchen. I know it. I know it. <laughs> You're like, what? Huh? Uh,
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So what is some of the most outrageous requests that you have ever gotten from some of these clients? Do they want you to create some elaborate, you know, meal or dessert or something you've never done before? What is just some of the craziest things you've been requested to make?
1: I would say covering everything in gold flakes. For no reason. Gold flakes have no flavor. It just is covered in gold. Um, oh so covering things with gold flakes. And those are finicky. Those flakes get everywhere. It's like glitter. It's like I feel like I still have gold flakes everywhere. Yeah. A year later. Um, <laughs> or cooking on a lot of them have boats, private yachts or whatever it may be. But kitchens on boats are no small feat. I don't know how they do it on shows like Below Deck. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could never do that. They're tiny. and some of these boats, they have the equivalent of basically an oven the size of two toasters and uh, a mini, mini camping stove. And I'm cooking oh glamorous five course meals on in the tiniest little kitchens ever uh, with basically no equipment. So those kind of challenges or um it's always r and d. Sometimes they'll say, can you make me this pasta, but can you make it gluten-free? Or can you make me this croissant, but it can't have grains? And you're like, okay, no one's ever done that in the history of food, but right. let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's experiment. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So are you currently traveling for your role right now? Are you doing any clients in New York City or uh, anywhere else? Or are you just sticking with LA at the moment?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I have a few I have several clients in New York, so I'm there probably at least every other month uh, for certain projects or events uh, or some things for TV, news segments, things like that. Um, I was just in New York and did an awesome uh, dinner for uh, one of my clients actually posted about um, an influencer who's amazing. Uh, but right now, I am mostly in LA. I live in Santa Monica, so I have a lot of clients in Malibu, Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, Calabasas—really, uh, all over LA. It's uh, there's plenty of plenty of clients just in LA. So, uh, currently booking out into next year, which is wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So. What are your goals as a private chef? I mean, obviously you told us um, that you want to, you know, recreate this program and um, you're working on a couple other projects that you can't share much about, but overall, what are your goals as a private chef? What do you want to accomplish and what drives you to do this every day?
1: I love just, I'm a very creative person. So it's my creative outlet is cooking in the kitchen. And I love breaking the stigma that Healthy food does not need to be boring. It can be indulgent and social media worthy and sexy plates that just happen to be better for you that everyone can eat, whether I'm serving the highest profile clientele in the world or uh, inner city families that can't afford to put food on their table. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the program I did in New York, I very much want to continue in LA, working either in an after school program or a healthy kids cooking class on a farm that I might partner with. Uh, so good things coming there. My dream is really to just also be building the Chef Bay brand um, and doing a lot of I uh, I uh, private chefing in the TV world. So catering to private clients on various uh, TV channels or seasons of TV shows. And then my dream one day is my own cooking show uh, on a major network. So that's my that's my goal uh, and just building up my brand to get me there and doing some awesome projects and partnerships coming up in the near future that are uh, really, really exciting. And then working with some of my favorite food brands I use. So I use uh, everything from small local companies to amazing health food, larger brands uh, in my recipes. So I hopefully some product development opportunities and partnerships there. And then, uh, yeah, some exciting things coming in the next week to
0: month. Oh, So exciting. Well, hopefully one day, you know, we see you um, on the Kardashians cooking up in their kitchen or we see you on the Food Network um, creating something new. So we're excited to see where you end up. Um, Yeah. So where can our listeners follow you on social media if they're not already? Um, And where can we see what you're working on and what you're doing?
1: Yes. So my Instagram is Chef Bay. B A E. Uh, my last, my whole name is Brooke Bayevsky, but I just go by Chef Bay to shorten it. So Chef B A E on Instagram, and then TikTok is It's Chef Bay. I T S C H E F B A E. And then my website is In the Kitchen with Chef Bay. So there's a little bit more about me on my website, some recipes. But I've had a ton of requests for a cookbook and also more recipes. So a cookbook is a little bit down the line, but uh, recipes are going to be coming uh, on social media much more in the next couple of weeks now that I've settled down from some projects. Uh, and then they're also on my website as well. Um, and then I, my website also has a form to reach out to me and my team with any questions. We always love hearing from people. Uh, and then any questions about event inquiries or private chefing, um, I love also mentoring people in this space. I think the private chef world is so fun and interesting. It's definitely long hours and you're hustling all the time. But if you're if you're driven, if you love just uh, the unexpected, uh, unpredictable, every day is different kind of lifestyle, then it's uh, an awesome an awesome deal to get into.
0: Awesome. Well, Chef Bay, thank you so much for sharing everything, your insights behind the scenes, sort of what you do. Um, It's so inspiring. And even just speaking with you, you can see all of the hard work that you're putting into your craft and the learning and the research and development and experimenting it's so fascinating um your videos are so fun to watch if you're not following chef bay you need to she's so creative and so fun um so thank you for sharing everything um today
1: thank you so much this is so fun i absolutely uh i love doing podcasts and i and i this is great to meet you as well i'm so happy you reached out this is so fun
0: Yes, we'll be looking forward to seeing you um, on the next big uh, major Food Network coming shortly, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was on uh, Chopped last year, which is really fun. But I would love to be... uh, So maybe some TV opportunity coming in the near future. Uh, Food Network is always really fun. It's always a a game show or uh, something hysterical. I was making creme brulee out of... uh, tzatziki sauce out of creme brulee uh, last (laughs) time I was on Food Network. So it's always an adventure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just fun, crazy stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good one.